Mutability. Welcome to Nature's Lead. This is a podcast available at naturesleed.com. You can send any feedback to info at naturesleed.com or you can drop a comment on to the website. I really do appreciate all your feedback and your emails and any comments you put on the website. It really helps motivate me and it's really inspirational. As far as sending me emails, uh, you don't have to worry about uh, me taking them and using them for any other purpose. Uh, it's just like emailing a friend. This is another Open Valley. This is Open Valley 5, Natural Empathy. Okay, so in a minute I'm going to play recording from On the Road again, uh, this, with, this time with a better voice recorder so it'll come out uh, clearer than last time and not quite as much... Uh, noise. Although, of course, you still hear the driving on my long commute. But um, first, I want to read a poem from Emily Dickinson. And I say it that way because I think this might be the first time I've read read something from her, which is a shame because uh, she's one of the main romantic figures in America uh, amongst all those uh, writers I've talked about before. I've mentioned her before, included her in that list of, of key people, key people that I look to anyways, um, when I look at romantic literature, both on the British side and on our side. On our side, as I've said before, you have Emerson and Thoreau, and then you have, later on, Whitman and Emily Dickinson. I'll talk later in another episode about more about Emily Dickinson and her unique poetic approach, defining her own written style, her own poetic style, similar to Whitman. Uh, but I'll leave that for another episode, when, and I'm sure there'll be multiple episodes where I'll focus on a single poem of hers. Uh, she's very prolific, has a lot of poems, a lot of great poems. So I want to read to you just a very simple poem about nature in keeping with uh, the kind of simplistic theme of today's podcast. This is called A Bird Came Down the Walk. A bird came down the walk. He did not know I saw. He bit an angleworm in halves and ate the fellow raw. And then he drank a dew from a convenient grass and then hopped sidewise to the wall to let a beetle pass. He glanced with rapid eyes that hurried all abroad. They looked like frightened beads, I thought. He stirred his velvet head like one in danger. Cautious, I offered him a crumb, and he unrolled his feathers and rowed him softer home than oars divide the ocean. Too silver for a seam, or butterflies off banks of noon leap splashless as they swim. This is a beautiful poem of a simple moment, simple interaction with with local life around uh, Dickinson's home, I assume. I love that description of how the bird rose through the air like water. It's very beautiful. She was an incredibly descriptive poet and could give you these great images in your mind, the way she worded things. So I want to jump now to a recording I 
did while driving, and it talks about empathy. And one thing I want to say about my use of the word empathy, that empathy and sympathy are very similar. Sympathy usually implies more of, of the feeling and emotional uh, connection with somebody. And empathy uh, kind of joins both understanding how the person feels in an intellectual way and the feeling way. Um, empathy is a little different. Perhaps the way I'm using it, sympathy might fit better, but sympathy is so overused that I wanted to use a word that to me means a little more. It's a little. It's almost like uh, the feeling side of it, but in an intellectual way through thought. It's amazing to me how defining sports is of a person's personality and the way they approach life. I guess especially in basketball, which I play a lot. Basketball, when you play with friends or coworkers or anybody, you you see right into their souls. It seems like as you're playing, they everything comes out on the floor. All the different situations in a in a sports event, playing within a game. All the different situations bring about reactions to those situations in some sort of raw form. It's like you're tapping into who they really are and, and the threads within them that that define how they react to the world. In string theory, uh, one reason it's called string theory is because these threads are imagined like these different these different realities are like different strings and and based on the vibration level is is what defines their reality and their existence and uh, I often imagine the inside of people being very similar I'm speaking purely metaphorically but but it's as if we have these threads inside that define us and hum and vibrate at different speeds and and gates and that those strings are tapped into when when in situations where we don't have time to filter such as games when we have to react at a at a instance react in a single moment no time to filter no time to think about it it's not a conversation where you can insert an um or a mmm or you know there's no pause there's no taking in a breath there's instant reaction I bring this up because what I really was going to mention or talk about was how I always find it interesting with certain countries in Asia I don't want to name any specific countries because I, I notice it in more than one but um, and obviously you know this is it sounds like a vast stereotype but but I'm just kind of making a generalization. I noticed that in many Asian cultures, that when it comes to sports, they're very humble and they react with such humility. Uh, there's a, a show that is from Japan I often watch. And when the contestants fail in what they do, oftentimes they apologize and you can, you can tell they're visibly upset and it's, and it's not that they're upset for themselves. It's that they're upset for the people that supported them, for their friends, their family, for all their fans. And they say that as the one of the first things they say, that I'm sorry to everyone, that I wasn't able to live up to your expectations. 
Now, there's there's good and bad in this, of course. I'm not saying it's all necessarily good. I'm just saying that it's, it's such an interesting, different approach to what you hear in Western civilization, especially in America, that the self-importance, the, the self-focus, everything being about how you are doing and how it affects you and the view of the world beginning with you and working its way out selfishly uh, has taken over the sports market, taken over uh, everything we do in business and, and, and life, uh, in entertainment, the entertainment world and different icons and so much of it is dictated by this approach. And this is a distinct difference in, in cultures, of course, but I find it most stark, most raw and and visible in sports. And I just love hearing the interviews of these people after they've failed. It, it's unbelievable. And of course, they're very humble when they've won, but, but you see that a lot in Western civilization. There's a lot of people that are, are very humble when they've uh, made some great accomplishment. That's not as rare, but, but uh, this feeling of this obligation to the communal good of, of people that are around them is is fascinating. And the reason I'm talking about this is because because I wonder if that then affects how these people approach nature, how they see nature, how they relate to nature, how nature feels to them. They seem to have this great empathy, this built-in or maybe a taught, learned, whatever, empathy towards how other people feel about them and the built-up expectations of other people. And this empathy gives them humility and takes them out of themselves and makes them appreciate others and how they feel. And if you have this great empathy towards other people, then do you also have the easy connection to having great empathy for nature? Does nature become this communal mass that someone with such great empathy can relate to and, and becomes a part of their, uh, their empathetic surroundings. What a beautiful thing that would be, huh? To have empathy for nature. Do they have this innate ability to have empathy for nature? Do I have empathy for nature? I feel that I do. I don't know what, to what level. I, th I, I think we all do. And I wonder, is that something innate in us? Is that something, because we're all natural, we're all of nature, do we have a natural empathy for each other? And let's flip it around. What about nature's empathy? Does nature have a natural empathy? Although maybe very slight, does nature have a natural empathy towards us, towards animals, towards each other? If a plant is better off when talked to, and maybe that's been debunked, I haven't looked that up lately, but if that's not a myth and plants grow healthier from being talked to, then is that that natural part of them that has a certain string of empathy? 
that they sense that and it makes them feel part of the whole and it makes them stronger gives them courage gives them the energy to grow and be healthier just like a child is is given strength by his or her family is given energy given inspiration and motivation is that something that's in the stringy fiber of all life empathy is powerful empathy is something i i think comes natural but it needs to be fed it needs to be nurtured it can grow it can become more powerful within us empathy is a beautiful thing empathy to me is like knowledge it's like learning and learning about how others feel learning about other people's situation and understanding what those situations mean empathy is knowledge most of the knowledge we think of is is static information that's just sitting there that you go out and grab but what about all the emotional knowledge that gets passed around daily as we move through people through empathy we can learn about those emotions learn about those different situations and in turn it helps us learn about ourselves when those situations come up we've had experience with them or we know about them we we know how others react we know how others feel because we felt it through empathy empathy is highly ignored and i think it's a great gateway into appreciating nature more you know something i'm really happy I'm really happy. I know. Totally out of context. <laughs> so be it. And uh, thanks for sharing this time with me. And that brings us to a close. So until next time, I wish you well, and don't forget to follow Nature's Lead. <laughs>